I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did, did you it? hear what Dumois, Dumois said? Dumois, who is it? Oh, can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time Sunday ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. I just DM'd Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about I on Dumois. I need more. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, we're getting into your June voicemails and answering your most pressing pop culture questions. If you want to be featured on the podcast, call the number in the description of this episode and leave a question. Let's get started. Before we dive into the latest celebrity intel, let's talk about a different kind of drama, the kind that involves our furry co-stars, our pets. I wanted to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, who is here to help with unexpected veterinary bills. What's that? Well, with Spot Pet Insurance, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. You you would need that. Yeah. Saving up to 90% on vet bills sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sure is. And get this. Spot pet insurance plans cover not only unexpected accidents and illnesses, but also offers an optional preventative care benefit. It can help with the cost of routine wellness, vaccines, and more. Is it pricey? Probably less expensive than a surprise $1,800 vet bill, and you know what that's like. It's not pretty. Just head over to spotpet.com for a free quote. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance, waiting periods, annual deductibles, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com forward slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence, American Insurance Company, or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are recording one of my favorite kind of episodes, the voicemail episodes. I love, love, love hearing the voicemails you all leave. Thank you guys again, as always, for taking the time and making the effort to leave a voicemail. We're going to get through as many as possible. If I don't get to your voicemail, it doesn't mean that I didn't listen to it. It just means that I either don't have any information to share or we didn't have time to play it on the podcast. But as always, I'm very appreciative when you guys call in. I love hearing your voices. Let's get started with a couple of updates. The first update is regarding the movie It Ends With Us. And for those of you who aren't familiar, It Ends With Us is a novel by Colleen Hoover. It was a bestseller. So many people read it, were into it. They love Colleen Hoover and all of the books that she writes. It is being adapted into a movie starring Blake Lively, and it started filming in Hoboken, New Jersey in the past couple months. If you happen to have missed the paparazzi pictures that were taken on set, I highly recommend you looking them up and taking a look. I've also posted a bunch of pictures from my readers who live in Hoboken who came across set. Um, you guys have <laughs> you guys submitted some really good shots and videos of them filming or not filming. Like you, there were a lot of shots and videos of just Blake Lively hanging out on set in between takes. But the reason I'm laughing is because the biggest takeaway from these pictures is Blake Lively's wardrobe. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up, see for yourself. It was recently reported that the movie is being shut down due to the strike. Um, And people were wondering if it was shut down or canceled. I posted about this yesterday in the Q&A and then I received an anonymous email and the way it reads, I kind of feel like someone who worked on the movie 
submitted this email anonymously just to clarify. So let me read it. They say, wanted to quickly clarify that It Ends With Us movie is halted due to the WGA strike, not just because of fans' reaction. Although the producers of the movie are not deaf to the disappointment of their wanted audience. So a few changes are to be expected. I don't know. You guys let me know what you think. Do you sound like that's somebody who works on the movie or do you think that sounds like a passionate fan? Because this novel and, you know, many of the novels that Colleen Hoover writes does have a passionate fan base. So it could just be a a fan submitting this, but I don't know. Something about it like gave me the vibe that like somebody who works on the movie just wanted to send it in and clarify. I also received a DM that read, it's not canceled, it's paused to the WGA picketing. They had already lost time due to a COVID pause in the beginning. Also, okay, you guys, you know how I feel about reporting things like this, but I have to stay true to being impartial to my favorites. Um, This person says, also, Blake has been less than easy to work with. Oh, God. You guys know how I feel about talking about Blake Lively. Um, I wrote, oh, Jesus, is it because of her wardrobe? Uh, This person said she made a lot of changes to the wardrobe as seen in set pics. She just has to have a say in everything, including writing, direction, which is not only undermining to others, but just doesn't make moving a production forward easy. It's great to be able to advocate for your character, but the time for notes on the material should be addressed before you're in the middle of a shoot. She knew what she was signing up for. So that's this person's intel on the situation. You know, as I stated many times, there are many productions and many shows that are on pause because of the strike. Um, Tell Me Lies season two is one that is on pause because of the strike. I think I've mentioned it many times. My show is on pause because of the strike. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know if it will affect the outcome. I don't know if it'll be scrapped. I don't know if they'll move forward. I I don't know. Like nobody has any answers. Um, But that being said, like I'm all for, you know, people being treated and paid fairly. So if the outcome of the strike is that writers whose jobs are difficult, like do you know how hard it is to write a movie or write a TV show or a book? You know what I mean? Like I had a co-writer. I would never have been able to write a book on my own. Like those jobs are extremely difficult and take extreme amount of talent. So I'm all for these people being paid fairly. So it is messing up a lot of productions. So TBD, like when they'll be able to start filming again. The next quick update I have is regarding a cast list I posted for Nine Perfect Strangers Season 2. If you guys haven't seen Nine Perfect Strangers Season 1 on Hulu, I highly recommend that show. Somebody was just asking me for a show to binge. You know, this show is a couple years old, but if you haven't seen Season 1, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. The cast was insane. Phenomenal cast. Starring Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, Bobby Cannavale, Great cast. So good. So somebody sent me the cast for season two. And if you guys want to see who was listed, you could look in my highlights. Someone who was listed on that cast list was a Norwegian actress named Liv Ullman. I had to Google her. I'd never heard of her. Um, She's an older actress. My point being is that someone messaged me saying I have it on very good authority that Liv Ullman is not part of Nine Perfect Strangers season two. They asked if she wanted to be part of it, but she'll probably say no. So I don't know if that cast list is 100% accurate. That's all. I just wanted to make that clear. If anyone out there is a Nine Perfect Strangers diehard fan, don't take that list as a hundred percent fact. The next update is not really an update. It's more of a rumor that I know has been circulating and I've received DMs asking me if I had heard anything about it. Of course I've heard about it because it's a rumor, 
Um, but I didn't hear any reliable information that would lead me to believe this rumor was true. But I received this message. I don't know. You guys tell me. It was kind of convincing. This has to do with Kevin Costner and his divorce. This person says, a friend of a good friend. Okay, so this is like third hand hearsay. A friend of a good friend, but close enough that I trust the intel, works on the set of Yellowstone and confirmed that Kevin Costner got some local Montana girl pregnant, and that's why his wife is leaving him. Apparently, it's been the gossip going around the Montana locals for weeks now as fact, and everyone knows. I feel like you probably already heard this. And I said, yes, I did hear that rumor, but how reliable do you think that is? Now, I'm saying this because, you know, the pregnancy rumor mill always goes around, right? Like Raquel was pregnant. Like there were people online that swore up and down that Raquel from Vanderpump Rules was pregnant. There were people that swore up and down that Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, got some random girl pregnant. So, you know, the pregnancy rumor mill it always is circulating, right? So I'm just like, I don't know. Like, do I believe this? And this person says, I feel pretty reliable only because this friend is a Montana local, born, raised, and resides. So they have a lot of friends there. Um, someone who works at the Yellowstone Club and has crazy celeb stories. <laughs> and then in parentheses, they say something about Justin Timberlake being a total dog. Um, and this was the only one she's ever told me that she was like, yeah, no, this is what everyone knows. And then I said, that's wild. Does anyone know who the girl is? And this person says, my friend said she doesn't know her by name, but I guess if she's suddenly walking around with a belly in seven months, it'll be easier to figure out. So, you know, tale as old as time. I know you guys have heard this rumor because a lot of you have written me about it. I think it was like on Reddit, but yeah, unidentified, unnamed woman who A-list actor gets pregnant. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys have any more information? Is this true? The only reason I think it could be true is because I know that Kevin Costner has a wandering eye. So, you know, to me, like when I heard this, I wasn't like, this is totally out of, out of, you know, the possibility for someone like Kevin Costner. But that being said, aren't these men more careful in these situations? I don't know. Questionable, questionable. And then the last update is just something that I found really interesting for two reasons. It was a blind item that was submitted last week. It's obviously about Sydney Sweeney. It suggests that Sydney Sweeney was on Seeking Arrangements, the website, the dating website. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's an app or a website that men and women sign up for. I would say that women maybe sign up for it in the hopes of meeting a man who is very financially stable and men sign up for it in certain situations where they're looking to be discreet. But that being said, I do think that there are situations where men and women, you know, sign up for it just to meet each other, right? But the name Seeking Arrangements kind of makes it seem like mysterious and tawdry. Anyway, there was a blind item saying that Sydney Sweeney was on the website Seeking Arrangements and that's how she met her fiance. Has anyone else ever heard that? And by the way, like, no shade. I've been on Seeking Arrangements. I was curious about it. This was many years ago. And a funny story, I met a guy on Match like years and years and years ago. And we went on a date. And I don't know, like at the time, I was a lot younger. He was a little bit older. And we were just at different places in our lives. And then we re-met on Seeking Arrangements. And he's like a totally normal guy. I mean, I don't know what kind of arrangement he was looking for on Seeking Arrangements. But my point is, like, people do use it as a regular dating app. So no shade to Sydney Sweeney. But I'm curious if, A, it's true. And, B, if not, like, 
are there people out there trying to spread lies about Sydney Sweeney? Like, is she not well-liked? And is it because of her character on Euphoria? Let me know. I'm very curious. Okay, let's get into the voicemails. Hi, do it's Alicia. Um, my question is, is that why does Selena Gomez or The Weeknd never talk about each other? I find it odd. She'll talk about Justin to an extent, but she makes no mention of The Weeknd. Like he just doesn't exist. Was it just a PR relationship or did it end really badly? Um, I just find it strange, especially since he had that big song about her, um, what was it, call out my name. Um, yeah, so if you can just give me some info about that, that'd be great. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Alicia. Thank you for your question. So I obviously had to ask someone the answer to this question because my account did not exist during the time that The weekend and Selena dated. And their answer was really simple and made a lot of sense. Uh, this person says, and I quote, that as far as they know, The weekend was really sweet with Selena when they dated. I know he felt very used at the end when she broke up with him and got back with Justin. I think she doesn't talk about it because she knows how she went about it and it wasn't great. So basically what they're saying is she feels guilty. She feels bad for the way she treated him. So she doesn't address it publicly. And as far as him, you know, if he wrote a song about it, maybe that's how he expressed his feelings towards the situation. Now that made me wonder like what years this was happening. So Selena and The Weeknd dated from around January 2017 to around October 2017. There is a podcast episode that I recorded at the beginning of the year, March 2nd to be exact, where I recapped as best my ability, I actually used a TikTok creator's information to recap the Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, Haley Bieber timeline. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's March 2nd. The creator whose TikTok I used, I believe their name is Morning Chisme. I think a lot of you guys follow her. Um, She did a really comprehensive timeline and I took out parts of it that I felt that were relevant to that podcast episode and um, talked about it on March 2nd. Now, I was curious, you know, what happened between Selena, Justin and Haley around 2017 and 2018. Um, I'll put a clip in from that episode that highlights that time period here. Between 2016 and 2017, there was a lot of back and forth with Justin and Selena, Justin mm-hmm. and Haley, Sophia Richie enters oh, the picture. Oh, I remember that. Yes. He starts dating Sophia Richie. There's a lot of Instagram models, and I just want to say like this is a very high-level timeline. Like there's so much that I'm not covering, but it was like literally 11 parts, so I'm just trying to like break it down as quickly as possible. Um, there was also like Instagram models that he was like, in, that he was like posting on his Instagram stories about, or there were other people he was seen with. So 2016, very messy, which by the way, this Instagrammer morning chisme, she says the whole time, which is so true. This is all fucking Justin. Justin Bieber is so messy. Like it's him. Of it's course him. it is. It's him. Um, so finally he gets married to Haley in 2018. That's like a just very high level, you know, timeline of what happened from that very loose timeline. That's what was happening during that time. So to recap, she doesn't talk about it because she probably feels shitty about the way he treated her. He was really into her. End of story. By the way, I know I talk about this like every episode and I read the headlines. I see the comments on social media. But you guys, I'm like obsessed with how crazy the idol is. I think I'm more obsessed with his house. I said this last week. The house they film in is the weekend's real house. Like how cool is that? 
Someone told me that in a Vanity Fair article, I don't read Vanity Fair and I will not read Vanity Fair, so I wouldn't have known this, but they told me that during filming, Sam Levinson and his wife lived in the house. I don't know. Very weird situation. Anyway, I'm obsessed with how weird the show is and the house is gorgeous. Let's move on to the next question. I hope that answered your question. I know it was like pretty simple and short, but sometimes those are the best answers and make the most sense. Hey, my name is Barbara. Um, I was just calling to see if you had any information on um, the set of Gilmore Girls. I remember seeing a post back on Instagram of you saying that you might discuss this on the podcast. Um, with, my household is like obsessed with watching the show. So we were just wanting to see if there was any gossip from, um, you know, any of the characters from Gilmore Girls. Thanks. Hi, Barbara. Thank you for your question. I'm so glad you asked this question because I had promised Lauren Graham Intel like three weeks ago and I just hadn't had a chance on the podcast to address it. So, Get ready. This is going to be a little bit of a roller coaster because it goes from like Lauren Graham is great to Lauren Graham is not great to Lauren Graham is great. But I'm just going to read you all the messages that I received specifically about Lauren Graham because that's who I promised I would talk about to the Demois readers. And you guys can decide for yourself at the end if she seems <laughs> if she seems like she sucks or if she seems great or if she just seems like a human who has good days and bad days. Um, OK, so let's go through this. There were a lot of messages. I did cover this in 2020 and 2021. So some of these are a little bit old. I haven't really brought up Gilmore Girls or Lauren Graham in the past year. So bear with me. Okay, here we go. Lauren Graham is down to earth. She communicates directly, not through a rep. She's breathtakingly beautiful in real life, patient and funny. I wasn't even a Gilmore Girls fan and liked her so much in person that I started watching. Okay, um, this is that's a great review. Um, this person says, I second Lauren Graham being great. Alexis Bledel is also very sweet, just super quiet and nervous all the time. Another great review. Um, this person says, I can't say much because I want to respect privacy. So Anon, please. But I've worked for Lauren Graham and she is by far one of the kindest, most down to earth people I've ever met. Very easy to talk to. Very warm didn't really know much about her before working for her, but she definitely has a fan for life now. That's so nice. Uh, this person says, Gossip Girl. Oh, Gossip Girl. <laughs> Gigi. I mean, Gigi will always be Gossip Girl in my mind. Sorry, guys. Um, Gilmore Girls was filming at my college, subbing for Rory's school. Lauren Graham was friendly, and she even took pics of the students surrounding her. Can't say the same for Alexis Bedell, who told her friend to tell my friend that she can just watch her on TV when she asked for a picture. It was terrible. This person says, I worked with Lauren Graham plenty daily interactions and she is really nice she is a total pro like one of the only people who gets how the industry works super smart totally respect her okay now I received this message in the summer of 2020 you guys have to understand in the summer of 2020 I had just been running this account for four or five months I didn't realize that like celebrities had haters or people out there on the internet made up fake stories about celebrities. So now as I reread this message in 2023, after being a little bit more savvy about the kind of intel that people submit, I'm rereading this and I'm like, A, I can't believe I posted it in the first place because it kind of seems fake. And B, I could just tell by how it's written that maybe this person just doesn't like Lauren Graham like was a fan who turned into a hater and was just trying to submit something mean. But I don't know. You guys tell me because also in August of 2020, you guys have to remember I didn't have as many followers as I do now. 
So not everyone knew about my account. So let me read this message. You guys tell me if you think it sounds like bullshit. This person says, Anon, please, I can also confirm Lauren Graham is a very mean person. I was a PA on the remake of Gilmore Girls, and she was incredibly tough to work with. It seemed like somebody was constantly complaining about her attitude. I also heard her call background actors cockroaches and would make awful jokes about them, name-calling certain ones and laughing at their expense. She was so rude, it was painful to see. Again, like, take into account everything I just said about where the account was in August of 2020, I just, I can't see her calling people cockroaches. I mean, maybe she isn't a nice person at times, but the cockroach thing kind of threw me off. This person says, justice for Lauren Graham, a non-please, but I was a huge fan of Gilmore Girls for years and managed to see Lauren Graham in Guys and Dolls the day before it closed. There were so many fans there, so someone from the theater came out and said she wouldn't take pictures with anyone, but she stopped and greeted every single person who was waiting for her autograph. I stood there starstruck, and she looked me in the eyes and said, hi, how are you? And she made sure to sign every single playbill. I mean, that was nice, but it's also like, kind of part of your job this person says I met Lauren Graham once on the street in New York City and she was so nice I was about 11 years old and I was absolutely starstruck I could barely talk to her but she told me she (laughs) but she told me she liked my braces and asked me a bunch of questions okay here we go this person says a friend worked on parenthood and Lauren would tell the younger actors that they are the stars so the crew can wait call times mean nothing Also said Dax Shepard would hold up the set whenever Kristen Bell came to visit. Said the two of them, Graham and Dax, were nightmares. Monica Potter was the sweetest, nicest human being. Very professional. Someone says, all of Hollywood says she's a total nightmare to work with. I know someone who worked on Parenthood and she would strategically seclude female co-stars from watch parties slash cast events she would host at her house if she felt threatened by them this person says i can confirm lauren graham is so sweet i met her backstage at the ellen show a year or two ago because she stopped into my boss's dressing room to say hi to him and i was standing right there nothing crazy but most celebrities i've encountered in those situations don't acknowledge my existence and she made a point to say hello okay so this sounds like this person worked for another celebrity because they were in their boss's dressing room and she said hi to them I mean again common decency like to say hi to someone that's in the room but I get it like sometimes you're invisible when you are you know someone's assistant so what I agree this that was nice that she said hi to her um okay this person says Anon please I worked on Curb Your Enthusiasm and Lauren Graham was just a B, a bleep, a B, you know. I was getting coffee and she walked over, looked me up and down and scoffed, said, are you going to move? And muttered something under her breath and was shaking her head as she walked away. Wait a minute, you guys, this is so fucking weird. I've also heard her call background on set cockroaches and apparently wrote cockroach hotel on a on a paper and put it on the door of their holding room. It was sad for me to see her be so holier than thou when I grew up on Gilmore Girls and it was like my life. She's definitely not who I thought she was. Wait a minute. You guys. All right. (laughs) This is so weird. Okay. You guys who are on Reddit all the time, you have to tell me, is this, was this something that's made, that like was made up on Reddit and somehow made it onto my account that she calls people cockroaches? Because this is two different submissions. Again, this is from August, 2020. Really weird. So this person says in response to the message that I read earlier about Lauren Graham being one of the kindest, most down to earth people they've ever met very easy to talk to, very warm. Um, that message in response to that, this, this new person says, I don't know what this person's experience was, but the entire cast and crew of Gilmore girls hated Lauren Graham with a passion, especially the guy who played Luke. They can't stand each other. He's also a 
D, a bleep. Um, but that's another story. Lauren Graham, I met her in 2008. So a while ago at a restaurant in the Hamptons, I'm a huge Gilmore Girls fan and I legit interrupted her dinner to tell her and she was so nice. I told her my dad and I love the show and she was like, well, this is my dad and I met her dad and he was really sweet too. And we chatted for a few minutes and she took a pic with me and signed a napkin for me and my dad. Honestly, could not have been nicer or more welcoming. Then it got into some intel about Amy Sherman um, Palladino, who is the creator of Gilmore Girls. And people said some things about her. Somebody said, (laughs) can confirm she's a terrible person. She treats everyone horribly, won't invite writers from her shows to award shows because she wants to be the only one on stage. That's what this person alleges about the creator of Gilmore Girls. Someone else says this is about Alexis Bledel. Um, Alexis didn't give a shit at the end of Gilmore Girls. She would leave notes with basically her script all over the set because she didn't feel like learning her lines, held everything up and drove the art department crazy. Lauren Graham was always lovely, warm and professional. So right there, that last sentence totally contradicts some other submissions that I just read. Okay, this is again about Amy, the creator. Amy, uh, I feel like this is pretty widely known, but I thought I'd share. She's awful. I worked for her years ago, so maybe it's just because she treats underlings like trash and maybe she's changed, but still it left such a horrible impact. I can't watch her stuff anymore. You know how Rory lost all her humanity over the course of Gilmore Girls and someone who used to seem casually adorable became a spoiled monster lacking all empathy? That was Amy in real life. I don't know, you guys. I feel like that's a lot to digest. It's a lot of contradicting information. Again, you know, I like to stress this, that everyone's going to have a different experience with a celebrity. You know, you rarely get a celebrity that everyone you talk to has a consistent story about. And I know you guys are going to be like, well, who is consistent? Um you know, I don't know why this person always comes to mind, but like Drew Barrymore, totally consistent. Um, you know, Lauren Graham, not consistent. You know, most most celebrities, not consistent. So I don't know. What do we chalk that up to? Do we chalk it up to good days, bad days? Do we chalk it up to treating fans a certain way and then treating people underneath them a certain way that aren't the same? You know, I don't know. It's like almost like a lesson in humanity. And to be honest with a lot of you, especially new readers to Demois, like that is what Demois was when the account first started. It wasn't a T account. It wasn't like, a you know, a leak, leaking information account. It wasn't like, you know, a gossip account. It was sharing these contradicting stories most of the time about celebrities and about normal people like you and me who have had interactions with celebrities in which many of the times the stories didn't match up. So I would always ask the audience, well, like you guys figure out like how you feel about this celebrity based on all this information I'm giving you. That is what the Demois account was for a very, very long time. And this is a perfect example of it. Like these are the type of submissions that I would get in 2020 and 2021. And it was like, at times it was like a head scratcher. Like what is Lauren Graham? Like, I don't know, you know, well, maybe someone listening can give us a definitive answer, but I doubt it because as again, I like to remind everyone, Lauren Graham is a human being. So she's going to have good days and bad days. All right. Thank you for your question. Ooh, I knew there were some doozies in there. That's why I think I held off on talking about Lauren Graham. Okay. Next question, please. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. 
Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hi, dude. This is Jen. So my question is regarding the friendship of Selena and Taylor and Taylor and Gigi. Recently, reports have been saying that Selena is casually seeing Zane, and we all know that Zane and Gigi had, at times, a rocky relationship. Taylor is so loyal to her friends and values her friendship. Would Selena and Zane seeing each other affect Selena's standing in Taylor's social circle, or is Gigi okay with everything? Hi, Jen. Thank you for your question. You know, I didn't even ask any insiders their opinion on this question because I felt confident enough to be able to answer it myself based on things that I know about Gigi Hadid. She is extremely mature. Let me rephrase that. She's become extremely mature. The Gigi that the public saw, like on The Real Housewives, um, you know, with Yolanda starting her modeling career, you know, I feel like she presented herself as mature then. Well, fast forward to many years in the fashion industry, becoming a huge celebrity. She has a wonderful reputation in the industry as being a very nice person, very easy to work with, very friendly, that doesn't answer your question, though. My point is, no, Gigi does not care. I'm going to say that with, like, confidence. Like, I don't really even feel like I need to ask anyone. I feel like that her and Zane are co-parenting at this point. Um, you know, their number one focus is their child. And as long as she is being loved and well taken care of, I'm going to say with confidence again, Gigi is not bothered by whoever Zane is dating. Now, is Zane dating Selena? Like, that is the $1 million question. I think that, like, I've brought up every episode since it was announced that they were seen together at that restaurant in New York City many months ago. I don't know. I go back and forth about this. You guys often still ask about Selena and Zane and what the status is of their relationship. And, you know, I think the last time you guys asked in a Q&A, I referred you to a clip from a podcast episode a couple months ago where I finally did ask someone what the deal is. And their answer was they had heard that they were casually dating. But we don't get any pictures. Like, are they ever in the same place at the same time? Yes, fans seem to think so. They do present compelling information that they could be in the same place at the same time. Like, we don't even know if Zane and Selena are really dating. So that's, like, also my answer to this question. That in which case, uh, Gigi would have no reason to care because there is no relationship there. Um, but I will say, Gigi is a lovely person, very mature She's a mother. She's a career woman. She's a model. She's an entrepreneur. Um, you know, she focuses on the right stuff. Another question that came up a lot in the Q&A was about her and Leo. And there was a headline in the Daily Mail about her and Leo being at a restaurant the same time he was there with his parents. Someone messaged me when the headline came out. And I think the fans figured this out. Leo and his parents were at a table separately from Gigi. Gigi was there for a dinner for Edward Enenfall, who is editor-in-chief of British Vogue. So they were all at the same restaurant, but it wasn't like it was like Leo, Gigi, and his parents. Do you know what I mean? Um, that came up a lot in the Q&A yesterday, and I didn't get a chance to answer it, but that was the deal with that. I think... 
you know, I'm sticking with that they're friends with benefits. They hang out sometimes. We've obviously seen Leo with many different women besides Gigi. So it's nothing exclusive. It's nothing serious. And, you know, I think that her and Zane, like I said, they're just co-parenting. Their focus is on their child as it should be. And everyone is, you know, getting along. Like that group of girls, whereas like the Car Jenners, or I shouldn't say the Kardashians. Let's leave the Kardashians out of this. But the Jenner girls and like Bieber, that group of girls, like there's a lot more drama within that group, I feel like, than the Taylor, Selena, Gigi, Blake Lively group. Do you know what I mean? There, and also think about it. They're the two different groups are at different places. I feel like in their lives, like I feel like Blake and Gigi, like they're more low key, you know, they're moms like Kylie's a mom, but she's the only mom in that group. So yeah, I think everyone is friends. I don't think it affected their friendship. That was my very long winded way of answering your question. Um, do you think Courtney Kardashian's um, pregnancy announcement, not stage, but do you think Travis knew beforehand? Personally, I don't think so, because um, there's a blink video and there's a girl holding a sign, Travis, I'm pregnant. So I think that was her way of saying, oh, I'm pregnant. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to know what you, your thoughts and what did you pick? And Jessica? Hi, Jessica. Thank you for your question. I think there's a lot of confusion surrounding Courtney's announcement. Yes, Travis knew beforehand. Before Courtney even posted a picture of her baby bump, which you could see is considerable. I think she's around four months along. You know, she wasn't hiding that from Travis. And then at the concert was like, Travis, I'm pregnant. Like he knew 100% knew. Someone had told me that before she posted that picture, but I didn't know this, but somebody told me in the Q&A yesterday that her announcement and the way she announced the pregnancy was a reference to a Blink-182 music video. Um, This person says it was a clever throwback for the announcement. So I think people took it literally like that was the first time he was finding out she was pregnant. You know, I could see the confusion, but just clearing it up. He knew she was pregnant. So she's in her second trimester. I'm sure, you know, she got the green light from her doctor to announce her pregnancy. And this is how she decided to do it because it was a reference to a Blink-182 music video. So, yeah, I don't think they're trying to, like, pull the wool over everyone's eyes. Um, But just in case there was any confusion, thank you for your question. I'm glad you asked it because a lot of people did ask me about it in the Q&A. You do. It's Tresslin. I'm your biggest fan from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Seriously, your account is my entire personality, and people hate me. Anyway, I have to ask, do you think Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn are still in contact at all? I just think after six years of completely, like, not having – or completely being together for six-plus years, they have to have some contact, right? Let me know. Love you to death. Bye. Hi, Jocelyn. Thank you for your question. No, I don't think that they have any contact right now, but your reasoning makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, you date someone for six years. How do you just cut it off that drastically and never speak to them again? But no, I don't think that they are speaking. And I had maintained this from the beginning. I think that the end of their relationship and their breakup and the way it was announced wasn't pretty. Last week in the June 8th podcast episode with Meredith Lynch, I had read a message from someone about Taylor and sort of like where she is right now in her life. And in the message, the person called Joe a prick. And, you know, so many people messaged me and was like, can you get clarification on what they meant by calling Joe a prick again? Like, I think a lot of you guys also, like, get confused. That's not words coming from my mouth. Like, I'm not calling him a prick. I'm reading a message where someone called him a prick. So I had to go back and ask the person, like, can you expand on why Joe is a prick? So this is what they had to say. 
again, and so this is why, like, I think, like, no, they're not talking. This person says, I have it on good authority that by the end, Joe was borderline disparaging about Taylor wanting to be back in the spotlight. He was used to the reputation and pandemic Taylor, who was happy being a home buddy with him and hiding away in England in musty cabins and basically never going anywhere high profile. Then when the pandemic waned and she started working on midnights and started planning the tour and most of all, and this is something that really gets overlooked when she and her team felt very strongly she was likely to get an Oscar nomination for her crawdad song. She began to get more and more excited about maybe attending some events with him. She assumed they would walk the Oscars carpet together and just generally leading a little more of a public-facing life than they have been having all cooped up and hiding away. And he basically scoffed and sneered at all of it, openly was disparaging about how stupid high-profile restaurants were, how lame award shows were, and honestly, Taylor loves an award, how baffling it was for her to want to spend months on the road. They were together during reputation, but she literally was counting the minutes of that tour ending so she could run off with him. That was not her vibe prepping for this tour. He was from her side of things, just increasingly condescending about things that matter to her. And meanwhile, she traipsed off to every single miserable movie set of his and lived in random places just to support what he was doing. And it just felt like he felt what he wanted to do should always win out. Okay, so that's why the person called him a prick. And that is also why, no, I don't think at this point they are speaking. Who knows what the future holds? I mean, like I always say, my favorite line is like, I'm not a mind reader. I'm not a fortune teller. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But I would say that explanation coupled with how public she was with Maddie, like, no, they aren't talking. When you look at bags of dog food, you see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But when you open the bag, all you get are burnt, smelly pellets. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy. Dogs will eat anything. Just because they'll eat it, does it mean it's healthy food? This is why I love Farmer's Dog. It's real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, conveniently delivered on your schedule. Dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. We have partnered with Farmer's Dog for a while and have stayed loyal because of the Farmer's Dog commitment to quality always. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash D-E-U-X-U. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash do you. Here on Do You, we do not like misleading info. That's why I do my best to be transparent with the most up-to-date intel on all of your favorite celebs. You can trust that I will never intentionally dupe you. Sadly, in life, we do have to deal with a lot of sneaky terms, annoying bill hikes, and exorbitant fees that we did not anticipate. We call that yada yada. Here on Do You, we do not like yada yada. Now, you could spend all of your time combing through contracts, or you could just skip the hassle and go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile, helping you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Never settle for less. I know I never do. And now that I don't have to worry about sneaky yada yada, I have time to dedicate my time to making the best content for you guys. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.
Hey, do my name is Julia, and totally would love if you featured my question. Please excuse me, I've totally lost my voice. But so I was listening to your most recent voicemails episode, and you mentioned John Mulaney's very specific sexual preferences that he's willing to pay for. Of course, I bet we're all dying to know exactly what that is. But otherwise, what are some of the weirdest celebrity kinks that you've been informed of? Would love to know. Thanks, babe. Hi, Julia. Thank you for your question. So while I was looking through my files and looking through my DMs and looking through my computer for examples to read back to you guys, like I realized I have a lot of information on this subject that could probably be like half a podcast episode, but we're running out of time. So I'm going to run through what I found. Again, no kink shaming whatsoever. I'm pretty open talking about sex on my account. Some people get offended by it, but you know, I think it's a natural thing to talk about. I don't think it's something that anyone should be ashamed of or it should be, you know, like, I can't believe you're talking about that. Like, you know, obviously if it was something like crazy, like this celebrity is into like bestiality, which I think is actually illegal or, you know, something illegal or something crazy, I would never repeat that. But the fun, usual kinks I've discussed, as far as John Mulaney, what I had heard about him, women had messaged me and alleged that he was into, um, it was more S&M, and he liked to be the submissive, so he liked to be dominated, I guess. That was his thing. Um, again, like, totally normal. I don't think that that's, like, totally crazy, and the ones that I found and what I'm going to read aren't that crazy. Like, it's, they're all pretty normal. Um, there were a couple submissions about male celebrities who liked to shave a woman's private parts before sexual intercourse, um, specifically Jude Law and Joaquin Phoenix. There was a blind item I don't know if you guys remember. I don't think I ever revealed it. I'll just tell you guys now. I couldn't find the exact blind item, but it was about Jude Law. I think there was like a bath involved and he like shaved a girl's private parts before they had intercourse. Joaquin Phoenix came up because Alia Shawkat um, did a video with Vice and she had talked about hooking up with somebody who made her shave her private parts before sexual intercourse or shaved them for her. I'm not sure which one. And that was Joaquin Phoenix. Um, Jason Siegel's name came up a lot on my account at one point for his kinks. Um, he had a feet kink. Uh, some person wrote in, can confirm about Jason Siegel. My friend dated him for a little bit and he would request feet pics when he was out of town. She said he was a nice guy, just that the schedules slash life didn't work out. I said to this person, anything with puppets, because someone had messaged me and I couldn't find this message. And I searched up and down about Jason Siegel having a kink with puppets. Now, you guys know Jason Siegel's into puppets. Um, I don't know if the kink was like the puppets were watching or if he had a puppet on his hand. It was something with puppets. I couldn't find the exact message. I asked this person anything with puppets and this person says not that I know of. Someone else wrote in my friend hooked up with Jason Siegel after a night at the den in Hollywood brought him and her friend back to his place for a hot tub jaunt. Don't have details and I wrote to this person he likes feet and puppets can't find the damn puppet DM. This person sent in a blind item about Jason Siegel sending dick pics um, to multiple girls. And he would often masturbate while he was talking to them on the phone. Somebody else said Jason Siegel slept with a lot of creatives in my circle when he was here in Philly. Other makeup artists and photographers can confirm he loves going downtown. Somebody said... Haha, ha, I always forgot to tell you this. I have a connection to a very popular blank in Hollywood. Okay, I, I blanked out the word, so I'm not sure what I blanked out. 
perhaps I blanked out sex worker. I'm not sure. She's very tight lipped, but I was able to get out of her that Jason Siegel is a very active client and likes her feet played with and sucked. Here's another one about shaving. This person says, in regards to weird sex requests by celebs like shaving, my friend hooked up with Alex Turner four years ago, and he had a very interesting request before they got started, including but not limited to shaving. She also mentioned he did not disappoint. It sounded hot. Alex Turner um, is an English singer and musician. He is in the Arctic Monkeys, for those of you who don't know. Then we get into John Mayer. I mean, if you guys have been on Reddit, you've read the John Mayer kink stories. I've heard them a million ways to Sunday. I have no idea if they're reliable. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, oh, I hate talking about it because I think it's like actually made up or maybe it's, I, I don't know. People swear it's true, but anyway, it has to do with number one and number two. I'm not going to, I'm not going to repeat it because I, I, I don't know if it's true. I think it's silly, but that being said, I did find a DM about John Mayer that goes back to the origin of his nickname, safe sex. For those of you that don't know the nickname for John Mayer very early on because of DMS, like I'm about to read, um, were coming into my account like one right after another during a certain time period, gave him the nickname John Safe Sex Mayor. People started just shortening it to Safe Sex. So they'll send in. Um, <laughs> you guys crack me up. They'll send in a question in a Q&A or they'll send in a sighting or they'll send in an email and they'll just be like saw safe sex at Sa tower bar. And like, for those of you, I realized who weren't here from the beginning, I'll always get the question like, who is safe sex? And then I'll be like John Mayer. And then, the, and then like eventually people will be like, why do you call him safe sex? Well, this is why. So this person says, um, I have a great John Mayer story. My friend hooks up with him in a bathroom stall after a show. She gave him a hand job. He came early and said, oops, this must have been around 2004, 2005. Oops, LOL. <laughs> and I said, a bathroom stall? She didn't even make it on the tour bus. Oh, because that's where all the safe sex encounters happened were on the tour bus. Um, and this person says, okay, I fact checked it actually was on the tour bus he wouldn't do anything with her on the tour bus except a hand job he came on her shoe and afterward he said oops I made a mess he was quite young at the time so the story was he was trying to not have sex with groupies because it's not safe okay you get it safe sex John Mayer he wouldn't have sex with his groupies he would just like masturbate I don't even think BJ's were really that prominent in these stories. It was always a hand job. Safe sex, because that's the safest sex there is, not having it. Uh, here's a message about Timothy Chalamet. Um, somebody said he's super sweet. He made my best friend a playlist after they worked together on Lady Bird. He fucked a costume designer in the bathroom at an Oscars party that year. So what kind of kink is that? I guess that's like public sex. You know, that's not really that big of a kink. Okay, here's a good one. This was a blind item. I never revealed it, but a lot of people figured it out. This person says, one time I was in Washington, D.C., and newscaster and I met at a bar, and he invited me back to his hotel room. I heard rumors of this fetish before, so I was very curious to see if it were actually the case. When I got to his room, it was confirmed. He answered the door in nipple clamps and the rest of the night was really fun. So I have to say, like, besides one other blind item, this was the craziest one. Nip nipple clamp newscaster, like, which isn't even that bad. Um, okay, this is another Washington, D.C. story. Wow. Forget Vegas. What happens in D.C. stays in D.C. Um, okay, this one was a blind item. It is about a talk show host. There's two kinky talk show hosts. There's the talk show host that I'm about to read this blind item about. 
Then there's the talk show host who allegedly goes to sex clubs. And I'll tell you about that in a bit. But let me read this blind item. This talk show host, she might be married or she might have an open relationship, which is why I keep this a blind item because I don't think it's widely known. But I have received quite a few messages about her and also about how she likes sex clubs. But this one is not about a sex club. Okay, here we go. I was in Washington, D.C. on May 23rd to the 24th in 2019. I was staying at the Omni. A little after eight, I went downstairs to the Marquee Lounge to have a drink. It wasn't very busy, and I sat at the bar. About a minute later, talk show host walked up to the bar and asked the bartender for a wine list. She looked at me and began making small talk. I knew who she was, but pretended I didn't. I'm a big fan of this show. Okay, I'm going to say she's a talk show host slash like a news talk show host. Let's say she's a news talk show host because the show that this guy's a big fan of is not like a view or like the talk. It's not like that. She asked me to join her table. I didn't think anything would happen until about a half an hour later when I told her how shitty my marriage was and she told me that she was in the same boat. I asked her if she wanted to get out of there and she said only if we go back to her room. Once we were in the room, we took our clothes off immediately and jumped into the bed. It was the best sex I've had since college. Name a position and we did it. After the third round, we laid in bed and talked for about an hour. She did most of the talking and it was about how much she hated her husband. Okay, so she's married. Apparently, he's not good in bed and he's an asshole. I've never told anyone about this because nobody would believe me. I don't regret anything. I've been in a sexless marriage for over 10 years and I had an opportunity to sleep with a sexy, famous woman. Okay, now... I want to say that if I hadn't heard stories about this like newscaster talk show host prior to receiving this message, I wouldn't have believed it. But I have heard stories about her. So that's why I believe this message. Anyway, again, not kinky, but she likes having sex with strange men that she meets in hotel bars. I think that's a kink. Okay, here's another message about a kink of sorts this person says was listening to your latest podcast with jerry o'connell and reminded me of the other iconic movie he was in years ago back when they were filming kangaroo jack michael shannon was staying at the park hyatt in sydney it's the fanciest hotel in the city sex work is completely legal here so none of this was illegal i worked at one of the pricier agencies the women i worked with are glamours i think that means like glamorous but She's Australian, so she called it Glamours. Um, When I saw Michael, he liked to play his guitar naked in the window box that overlooked the opera house and onlookers below and smoke lots of weed. He was strangely hot in his late 20s, but had an unusually large head. I think she's talking about the head on his shoulders. I'm not sure. We fooled around some, but he was obsessed with an Italian beauty I worked with, so he just wasn't into me. What made me chuckle years later was one of his daughter's names is the same name as the girl's working name who he was obsessed with. Okay, so Michael Shannon likes to play guitar naked in a window box where people could see him playing guitar naked. That's a kink of sorts. Um, Okay, the greatest blind item that I think was the kinkiest of kinks has to do with again has to do with a talk show host slash news reporter um, type celebrity it was never revealed I talked about it in the August 1st 2022 podcast episode it's a blind item from Army Hammer you know go back and listen to it I'll give you the gist. Basically, Army Hammer had told someone he had allegedly seen this celebrity at a sex club getting fucked from behind while her husband watched. That was the kinkiest thing that I ever received. Oh, also, there was a blind item about Chris Evans wanting to use a ball gag during sex. Again, like all pretty like PG kink stuff. That being said, I'm sure some really kinky shit goes down in Hollywood. I just have not heard of it. So that's all I got for kinks. 
Thank you so much for your question. That was a fun one to look back on because, you know, like I said earlier, sex is often discussed on the Demois Instagram account. If you're offended, I'm sorry. I'm not. So don't listen. Don't read it if you're offended. But I think it's it, it's a fun topic. Okay, Danny tells me we're out of time because there were two more questions I had prepared. Can we just can we play them at the top of the next next episode, even though the next episode is not. OK, so just so you guys know, because I had these prepared, but we ran out of time. Um, Jason Momoa, you, someone asked a question about him and someone asked a question about Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. Um, so I pulled up messages about them. So thank you guys so much again for your questions. I love hearing from you. Um, I'll see you next time. This has been a production of Cadence 13, an Odyssey studio. New episodes of Do You will air every Thursday. See you next week.